Welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football debates, discussions and opinions. Today, I am here with Varun Ruparel and we are going to discuss about the signings that Barcelona have made this season. Varun, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, after Euros matches yesterday. Uh, yeah, France versus out. Germany was something which we didn't really enjoy much. I mean, an own goal was... The thing which decided the yeah, of the match, and I honestly didn't like that. But apart from that, the match was great. Even Portugal versus Hungary, Ronaldo scored twice. Anyways, going back to our topic, which was Barcelona. Varun, just a few words on Barcelona's uh, transfer window so far. Okay. Um, I think Joan Laporta has already made a statement when it comes to uh, establishing himself as the. Uh, as the president of FC Barcelona, he has made signings left, right, and center. Three signings over three consecutive days. That's not what is seen a lot in football. The best part about that is he's not spent more than eight million over those three signings. And to be honest, Aguero already has the potential. We're seeing potential in a player like Amazon Royal, who was phenomenal for Real Betis. And we're seeing Eric Garcia, who is I believe one of the most promising centre backs in the world, playing for a Man City. Um, so yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, he spent less than eight million on three signings. But the thing was, they were already done deals and they were announced in consecutive days. So that doesn't really matter much. But the thing with the three signing is that Eric Garcia is promising. He has got a great future ahead of him. But so far, he hasn't really, you know, showed us the quality which we expect from a future prospect. So I think that might come in La Liga in for Barcelona. So let's see what happens with him. Going to Sergio Aguero, a Premier League legend, a Man City legend. We've known him throughout the decade. He's been on the score sheet for Man City. He's a great player, a great asset to Barcelona maybe. But the thing with him is that that's what I feel. I mean... I'll be really very happy as a Madrid fan also that if he proves me wrong. But the thing with him is that with the lack of minutes this season and with the injuries, I think he's slow, slowly started to decline. That's what I feel. But I could be wrong and I'll hungry, uh, 100% be happy if he proves me wrong. Going to the third signing which Barcelona made was Ginny... Uh, sorry. The third signing... The third signing which Barcelona made was Emerson Royal. I've seen him for Real Betis for quite a long time. He's really very strong defensively. He just needs to work a bit on his offensive game and he'll be a great uh, asset to Barcelona. <coughs> now talking about the signings of Barcelona and a player who actually ditched Barcelona for another club, which is Ginny Wijnaldum. Varun, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Ginny Wijnaldum's transfer to PSG? I'll be, I'll be very frank with you. When I saw Fabrizio Romano's tweet uh, that, you know, there's a here we go confirmed on Ginny and Adam. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's great. We're getting, we're getting an experienced player, somebody who knows how to play against Barcelona. Somebody yeah. who knows how to play with a team like Barcelona that is constantly involved with short passing, etc. I was happy with it. Then the announcement came that, you know, PSG are trying to lure him in. Etc. I, I did find a little bit of concern. And I can understand that he's uh, he is trying to you know uh, look for money. He's trying to settle himself, uh, keep himself secure for the future, keep his family secure in the future. But more than anything else, um, it's the fact that he chose money over football, and that and the signings that Barcelona have made have not exactly reflected that. 
I I have read articles. I have been more than convinced by the fact that Sergio Aguero was offered much bigger salaries in other clubs when he announced that you know he's ready to leave Manchester City at the end of the season. But he chose for the Barcelona, and of course there were a couple of factors like Lionel Messi. That influenced come to Barcelona and the Aguero could. The feel about Aguero was that Aguero actually chose his friend over money or anything else. I mean, if Messi was in, suppose for example, a club like Chelsea, he would have definitely gone to Chelsea because Messi is his kind of best friend. Le- keeping that aside, I don't think Vinaldum chose uh, money over football because what I read in some articles was that uh, PSG offered him a you know a better project as compared to the one which Barcelona could offer. So I don't think he chose money. And I mean I I completely agree with him. I mean if someone like Mbappe prefers to join Man City over Real Madrid, I'll completely understand it. Obviously it will hurt me, but I'll understand that because he chose money. He wants to you know have a secure future. because these football players the thing with them is that after they retire they don't really have a source of income i mean some on some uh, become pundits in the near future but apart from that most of them don't have a great source of income so i completely respect his choice varun uh, so recently there was a big rumor uh, there's this player man from man city again bernardo silva he's linked to barcelona and their rivals atletico madrid what do you think about this signing Would he fit at Barcelona? In my opinion, Barcelona has a strong midfield project, which is why even when we let go of Jimmy Vanalden, sure, I did have, you know, some questions. I did have a few disappointments that we let player like Vanalden go away. But then we already have quality players. We have Frankie De Jong. We have Pedri, who has shown a lot of promise this season. We have the ever-experienced Sergio Busquets, and we have Ricky Puig, and. The thing is that, in my opinion, uh, what Ronald Koeman was doing this year was that he was trying to establish a particular team, and he was experimenting a lot, which is why I feel he got some results and that that he was satisfied with, and he got results that he wasn't really happy. Uh, which is completely okay. It's your first year; you're going through a transition period. That's what you're meant to do. That's what your role is. Which is why I feel Barcelona also retained him. But more than anything else, getting a player like Bernardo Silva in, you're automatically increasing the squad within your midfield. Uh, you're increasing the competition within your midfield, and you're blocking out opportunities that you're planning to give to youngsters. Now, one mistake that, uh, in my personal opinion, that Kuman made was that he constantly gave game time to Moriba. Sure, Moriba is a great player. Lot of potential, etc. But the thing is that, despite Pujol playing two games, he scored more goals than uh, Moriba, and he had more assists than him as well. Which shows, you know, the quality of midfield that Barcelona already has, which is thanks to their academy. Which is why I feel that signing more experienced midfielders would cause a problem for the youngsters who are already trying to develop, and then you don't want them to go away on loan, like uh, Carles Alenia did to Getafe, which is. He developed over there solidly, and now he's practically close to becoming a player for the club. So we don't really want those kind of situations. See, I agree with you that Barcelona have a strong midfield, and it will be strong in the near future. But the thing with Bernardo Silva is that he can cover a lot of positions. In my opinion, he can play on the right flank, wing, then wide midfielder, and many other positions. And as you were saying, that it was Koeman's first year, a year of transition. He changed a lot of things in the first half and then in the second half of the season, not of a game. 
First half, you could see a four at the back, five in the midfield, and then he went for a three at the back with wing backs. Jordi Alba became a left wing back, and same for Dest at right. So I feel that I don't know. I mean, Bernardo Silva can come up with a different position in Barcelona or something. I don't know. To be honest, I don't see him actually joining Atletico Madrid because they've got Marcos Llorente there at right, so they don't really have any problem there. Even Kieran Trippier is there, so I don't see any problems for Atletico Madrid. I think he uh, should join Barcelona. He's a player in his prime, and I think it will be a good good deal. What? Yeah, he's a good player, but he has, you know, the Barca DNA that uh, they're looking for. So yeah, I don't know about the Barca DNA part, but what I do know is that in the 2018-19 season, he was uh, top 10 for Ballon d'Or. Yeah, so he's a great player, and I think he was 24 or 25 back then. So he's really a very good player. Now going to the next player, a really creative player, and a player I actually like, someone who is actually close to what Karim Benzema is. Memphis Depay, he's linked with Barcelona. Some people are actually saying that it's almost a done deal. Varun, what do you think about this player? Thing with Memphis Depay is that he is what you would call a natural position. He can has the ability to play at strike. He has the ability to play at defending as well. Yeah. Which is why I feel that Memphis Depay is the signing that Barcelona needed. Something that they didn't realize, but in my opinion, it's it's good that they waited for you know getting him for free because I think at one point they had to pay about thirty-five to forty million. Looking at the crisis that they were going through last season and comparing it to a situation right now, it's good that they waited because they actually got to know how grave the situation was when they played the league this season. So, in my opinion, a signing like Memphis Depay would be near perfect for a team like Barcelona because. Barcelona's playing style, it's more attacking football, more wing play, more short passes. And a left winger is entitled to those roles. Which is why I feel that Memphis Depay would be a great signing for Barcelona. So, where do you actually see him playing? At left wing or at somewhere else? In my opinion, uh, there would already be a lot of competition between uh, Sergio Aguero and Antoine Griezmann for the striker. If Barcelona do plan to go back to the 4-3-3, like Ronald Koeman has mentioned, then I see him playing at the left wing. Because we've seen Griezmann play at left wing. He's, I won't say great, but I won't say that he's bad either. But Depay would make a much better left winger compared to Griezmann. Which is yeah, bad. definitely. And Antoine Griezmann's natural position is also not as a left winger, whereas Memphis Depay's natural position is at left wing. So that will be a great addition. But uh, Varun, what do you think about a three-five-two with G- Messi up front along with Aguero and Depay or Griezmann at camp or Messi at camp with either of them up front? In my opinion. The 3-5-2 was tried out this year against a few teams. We saw 3-5-2 being tried out against Sevilla. We saw 3-5-2 being tried out, I think, against Valencia. I think against Villarreal as well. I won't say that I prefer this formation to Barcelona looking at their playstyle, but I won't say that it's, a, that it's a bad choice either. Because we got results in most of those games, but in the end, we were always vulnerable at the back. And Barca naturally cannot play with the three at the back position. And every time they did play with the three at the back position, they've struggled. We were, yeah, they've, they've a lot of goals when playing three at the back. 
yeah but i think defenders are going to improve for you all this season so i think 352 can actually work for you all coming back to the topic of antoine griezmann varun he's linked to uh, juventus and many other clubs do you think he'll leave or there is a statement to prove again um in the second half of the season i don't know what happened he became a completely rejuvenated player he became the player that barcelona wanted him to become however the thing is that it it it's still overshadowed by the flop that he was in the first season like agreed that you're playing in a team which has a lot of competition you're playing in a team which has the best player in the world but you're still not able to take the chances that he is trying to provide to you tap in what uh, yeah what barca should do in my opinion is that they should wait it out until december if they see that griezmann is not providing them those um last uh, providing them those final third finishes he's not providing some good in the box passing then they should let him go but if he is giving those results then he's not a bad asset at all he can he can make a really good pause that could be true because uh, we clearly saw him in the second half of the season from january he had somewhere around 30 goal plus assists if i'm not wrong somewhere around there alongside moreno and messi so that's really great i think he should stay he doesn't need to prove anything especially after the second half of this season he scored a lot of goals wonderful goals and i don't think he's actually a flop i mean flop is something you'll call eden hazard for real madrid or probably luka jovic that's what you call a flop who's not proved anything or has been injured so i don't think there's a problem with griezmann he's always played there and obviously everyone misses tapins it's all about the confidence verno ronaldo etc etc that was the video for today guys i hope you enjoyed it like the video comment what you felt about the players we discussed like vinaldum griezmann depay etc let us know on your comments then subscribe to our channel we'll see you all tomorrow that was for today